What, what chicken butt? No, again, <laughs> like unnecessary. I don't have to do this with you. I don't have to talk <laughs> to you. So uh-huh. honestly, you know, though, that's, really not, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. No, it's hard to find, you know, rhyming um, greetings. Just say, what, what chicken butt isn't the worst? It's way better than <laughs> that other one. Have. Let us have lettuce. Literally, we're not eating lettuce. There's no, there's, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for you. Hello, everybody. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And um, you're joining our bi-weekly meltdown uh, where we talk about whatever we want and we talk about anything under the sun. And this week, as it is Pride Month, we are going to be dipping into some queer topics. And initially, we our plan was to talk about pre-colonial queerness in different mm-hmm. cultures, which we will be doing. But mm-hmm. honestly, that's depressing. So mm-hmm. we're also going to be mm-hmm. talking a little bit about queer film and our mm-hmm. favorites and the things that should have been gay. So think of this less <laughs> as like a complete history lesson on pre-colonial queer uh, identities and more like fun gay facts for parties. Yeah. So this is fun gay facts for parties presented this Pride Month by I'd Kill a Spider for You. <laughs> well, we're going to change our logo to a Pride logo, just like the corporations. We're going to get on it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be uh, a magical uh, pink washing. Yes, absolutely. Of our already pinky purple logo. So I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, just for context for what we're going to be talking about today, um, Carmen and I are both racialized women. I'm Black. Carmen, you are Mexican, yes. Am I I'm yes, getting that I am of the I am of the browns. I am uh, the color of aged parchment. Ooh, I hope you get darker than that. Yeah, I right now I am pandemic pandemic skin. Pandemic pale. <laughs> Pand- I am pandemic pale, which is a, a whole new look for me, and it is aged parchment. Yeah. But I will get darker. I am generally a nice brown hue. Okay, and so. also we are queer people. So, like any opinions that we're sharing, trust that it's not coming from like two straight white women. Despite no. what we sound like, we're not. We're not. We promise. We're we not. priggity promise. Um, so we can start with the depressing and end with the happy because I feel like yeah. it's good to end on a on a happy note. Um, I started doing some research because you know on on Mexican slash Mesoamerican two spiritedness, and uh, I was thoroughly depressed start to finish. So yeah. I don't know about you. How did your research go? Mine was okay. It was more like dipping my toes into like <laughs> thinking about gods and thinking about different identities and different cultures. And the, again, the fact that, yeah, it actually, never mind. You're right. It was depressing. It was depressing <laughs> looking at all the queerness all around the world and then colonialism and Christianity. And you're like, oh, man. And you know what? Yeah. That includes Europe. Even in Europe, it's just like, oh, man, the fucking Christians just got to ruin everything Truly. every time. Truly. I mean, I, it's actually really sad because all, I feel like most articles that I read about two-spiritedness or like even just like homosexuality or whatever in um, Mexican specifically like indigenous cultures, everything had like a, had a, had a sentence that said, not much is known about these cultures' two-spirited identities uh, because all information gathered was gathered through Spanish, um, like, writings. So the Spanish essentially wrote what they saw as, like, homosexual. And then there's no real understanding of, like, how much of it is actually them being, like, assholes, like, racist assholes who are just trying to make 
indigenous people look bad and how much of it is actually like queerness so were they just trying to like make them sound like terrible people or were they actually like this and there's like no way of knowing so there's actually very little like six of one half a dozen of the other it's probably (laughs) that like they did see some queerness going on and then they were like these fucking savages you know and Yeah. And so that's why I was, it was very interesting. It made me a little bit sad. I actually wrote some stuff down because there's some modern stuff that is really cool, but I feel like there's some stuff I didn't know. So I feel like we first need to explain. So in Latin American culture, there are a lot of, I think there's this idea that if you were indigenous, you were like a better person than the Spanish. And like for cleanliness, I would say yes. And we'll do that episode at some point. (laughs) Not so much for other things. So the bigger empires, because people were being colonized within the indigenous cultures and and indigenous, you know, communities, and the Aztecs were pretty big colonizers. And apparently the Aztecs, according to the Spanish, were very, very homophobic. (laughs) Um, And in the sense that like, apparently, it wasn't so much that they were homophobic, but they always tried to stamp down and like trample all teachings or all like old traditions from their other cultures that they had colonized and so a lot of the cultures were very like queer positive so it wasn't necessarily that they were homophobic but more so that they were stamping down anything that was like from the old culture Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things where they were like they hated everything including queerness and I was just like well that's sad and upsetting I Um, mean that's actually very interesting because if the Spanish were writing that down that does seem like a thing that they would probably celebrate they're like yay they're homophobes like us right (laughs) yeah they're like in the one reasonable thing that these savages do is that they're also homophobic congratulations so I feel like that does sound like a thing that they would write down if it was true which I guess again is also a little depressing but like (laughs) if because if it was the opposite they would be writing about that all day long if there was just like a bunch of like gay couples in the street or yeah. whatever the equivalent is historically then they would probably have written about it in a negative way yep yep that's why i was a little bit shocked to be honest but technically my family is not uh aztec in background we were actually one of the people that got fucked over by them so I don't really feel that bad. But yeah, so apparently they were said to be homophobic. The Mexica were supposed to be homophobic, but that like the Mayans, the Toltecs, and the Itzas were like super, super pro-gayness. And that a lot of their um, like shaman-related practices and spiritual practices included a lot of gay sex. Well, that's like, not necessarily gay sex, but like that's pretty universal. The idea of like queer people being involved in some sort of shamanistic, magic-y something, yeah. something. That is like everywhere in the world all the time. They're like, there's something about you. Can't put my finger on it, but (laughs) (laughs) you got some magic about you. And even now with modern culture, with the way people treat gay people as if they're just like, or gay men specifically. Yeah. This is the way people treat gay men. Like there's some sort of like magical fairies who can like fix problems. Still here. But that's, yeah. Hmm. You're all right. Yeah, you are correct. I do feel like I know I actually know a lot of folks because like two spirit can mean like so many different things because different communities, well, specifically indigenous communities, two spirit can mean like a multitude of things. It's not like not all two spirit people are are considered queer. They're not all considered trans like it could be yeah so many things um, for different people. But what I found really interesting was apparently the Aztecs have a had a god named Xochiquilzat 
And she was, so this God was both a goddess of non-procreative sexuality, but also had a male, uh, but as a male, like was like male and female, but mm -hmm. as like a, as a female, she was the goddess of non-procreative sexuality uh, and love. And then, but also as a male, she was called Sochipili, god of male homosexuality and male prostitution. So she, so she was like male and female. So even if they were homophobic, also they they had a God that was like, do spirit. So. Yeah. I mean, that's also, again, very common. Like um, the God Shiva in Hinduism, like that God can be represented by male or female forms. And there's like a sort of like a male female form that has as aspects of both masculine and feminine about it, like breasts and then a penis and things like that. Oh, and that's also very that. common with like, um, Egyptian gods and things like that where I can't remember the name I should have written this one down but there are Egyptian gods as well that were their sex was complicated or it was like a female form with a penis or like um a masculine form with some sort of femininity about it and that is like a very common thing for gods I think in some ways obviously just to represent both aspects quote-unquote aspects of humanity like right. the male and the female but in that, that would actually align very well with when they actually had people who were trans or gay or something who like crossed the established gender lines. Right. And so associate that with a God that you already associate with being multiple genders. It all, it all tracks. It all, it all makes sense. Yeah. I, I almost, I mean, it was really funny reading it because <laughs> since, you know, there was the Spanish, I also saw a little thing that apparently uh, Hernan Cortez, my favorite human, Oh, Hernan? Hernan? Our friend? We, we talk about Hernan Cortez like we know him. And <laughs> every single time like him we're, like, human. we're like, you know, Hernan was like saying that. What, was, <laughs> what, what, what did Hernan say? So he said that, so when he wrote back to like the Spanish, um, he wrote in a lot of his letters that there were a lot of young men in female garments hmm. in the indigenous communities. And I was like, yeah, because they were probably two spirits, but okay and he was like disgusted by it obviously because i mean hernan hernan does not play like that hernan is like so heterosexual <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh, anyway if so there was, was some ancient text that came out that hernan cortez was just very gay i'd be like yeah fuck you i'm well, gonna actually, ruin your legacy I guess, ugh. anyway you know I, he'd I, be mad you know he'd be bad i know he would be fucking pissed but he probably had some boy servant somewhere oh um, as they all did as they all did oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's been really depressing to read but i actually i've been seeing that um some communities are taking back and some of them never really lost it because in um and i, I know everybody's probably heard about this at some point but in southern oaxaca there is a third what's considered the third gender um, in this one specific community within like a Zapotec society, which is what they are. And they're called Muches. And Muches is like the third gender. And so generally speaking, they would be like physically be men, mm -hmm. like physically, but they dress as women. So, I mean, I think in the like Western North American context, it would be like, oh, they're trans women, um, but they're consider themselves like uh, another gender. And I think in India, they also have- Yeah, in India, they do that have- the, yeah the, um Hijnas? yes yes so like it's it's similarly like, like men who quote not men quote-unquote men who dress as women yeah so it's the third gender and it's really interesting because I mean as much as I enjoy being Mexican the gender norms 
don't really go anywhere. So the idea is that these women are often seen as pillars of their communities because they're seen as the caregivers. Mm -hmm. Because why? The cisgender people are going, getting married and having kids and leaving home. And so the muchas are the ones who would be responsible for taking care of their parents because who would marry, I guess, a trans woman? Like they're literally I feel like, a, I feel like there's more no, I guess I'm sure there's, there's more complexities to that, but like but I yeah, also, I understand. I, like in Mexico I'm like, first of all, like anyway, there's a lot going on there. I think it's complex and everything, but the but from what I know, like they are responsible for caring for their like for their parents and like that's usually what happens and and so, and it's interesting because they are, I think they're respected in a very specific way. And I, and I like that they're still around and that they've been here and that they've always been here. And they're like, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. So I found that really lovely, but there's even art, like I was looking and there's a bunch of artwork, like Mayan artwork of like same sex relationships yeah, all over the place. And you can find that. You can find that in so many different ways in different places. Like in ancient Egypt, for example, there's like that tomb that they found of those of those two men who were like a couple and they had what? a shared tomb i didn't know that i really should have written their names down anyway <laughs> um so it was like a gay couple and they had a shared tomb and they found it and i think everyone was like i think it was actually found more recently so people weren't just like oh best friends um, <laughs> <laughs> but um there are so there are examples in like ancient egypt of that and also like similarly in terms of like quote-unquote men dressed as women there's also Mm -hmm. there was a tradition in Nigeria of that where it's like there were like a group of men who were like that other men took as wives and they dressed in female clothing oh and they'd be among their wives so maybe they'd have some like like cis women wives and then some of these like other wives who are male wives and then similarly like there's also certain African traditions about like like self-sustaining women who are women who like pursue relationships with women like the idea of like a female husband and so there was actually the thing about Africa which I was also looking into is that like there's so much queerness all over Africa but because of Christianity and because of colonialism Africans now will talk about homosexuality and queerness like it was an import from outside like there was no gayness in Africa before there are no gay people in Africa any gay person in Africa is influenced by western stuff blah 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 And it's so upsetting to me because here's the thing that bothers me. So, I mean, number one, it's upsetting that this has happened at all and that like gay people can't just exist in a way that they have for millennia. But it's also, also pisses me off that now because the quote unquote Western world has been like enlightened. Look, we're so enlightened. We're not homophobic (laughs) anymore. We're not homophobic. Look at all these backwards people and how homophobic there are. It's like, where do you think we fucking got it? Jamaica, look how homophobic Jamaica is. Like, look at at Africa, look how homophobic they are. Oh my God, they killed this person for being gay in this other country that we colonized and made homophobic. Oh my God, (laughs) look how uncivilized. And And continue to make homophobic with our American priests. going in from mega churches and preaching how homosexuality is bad yeah and so then it's like, not yeah, like they, haven't, they haven't stopped doing it they did, like so. a lot in the 80s a lot of like televangelists like preaching in africa and things like that just like saying how awful 
um, homosexuality is. And like, even now, like if you're a politician and you talk about like wanting to like stamp out the gays, everyone's like, yay, because everyone's been brainwashed by colonialism. And it's not the only thing, obviously. Colonialism has, you know, seeped into every aspect of, honestly, we're on colonial, like ring the bell guys. Like, like <laughs> stamp the bingo card. Like Catherine is ranting about colonialism. <laughs> um, but uh... literally in every aspect of life. And, but in the fact that like, gosh, I just, there's so many ethnic groups in Africa. There's so many different peoples yeah. and cultures and languages. And think of all that was lost with colonialism. And yeah. it just... I mean, that's why it's so depressing. That's <laughs> why we were so bummed it. out. It was, it was really... It was so hard to do this research because I was like, so basically we were doing well. And now the same, you know, uh, the the same offspring of the people who told us that it was bad to be gay are the same people who are like, you know, it's really dangerous if you go to Mexico, if you're gay. Right. And you shouldn't go to Jamaica. You know, in Jamaica, like they're really homophobic. And it's just like, you know what? I I don't need that in my life. Like I, 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 I anyway, it's just very depressing. So that's why I'm I'm having like a, I had a hard time doing this research. I was just like, I'm tired. I'm sad. Uh, this is not what I wanted. Um, it just wasn't what I wanted. It just yeah. wasn't, you know. But the I good mean, thing is, is that now I'm noticing like a lot of people are doing. So when like India, for example, I think pulled, like created legislation where it was like, there's a third gender, which I think they did it not that long ago within the last few years. And some people were saying, you know, like, oh my God, look at the progress. And, and all of these people, a bunch of, you know, South Asian people were like, actually we're reclaiming what we lost because of you. This isn't progress. Like this isn't progress. This is reclaiming. Yeah. So please go fuck yourself. And I like that, that they can, they can do that in a lot of aspects, or I like that in a lot of countries, they can do that because people are starting to learn about their history and finding the tidbits that they can and being like, yeah. no, 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 this is part of our culture. By the yeah. way, for posterity's sake, it's the Egyptian tomb was n- discovered in 1964. Mm. And um, it's Hunum Hotep and Nian Hunum are the men who were, That's if I pronounce that wrong, I <laughs> So they're going to be together for eternity. I really hope they're they got be, along yeah. really well. I mean, I really you know. hope they got along really well. That's, that's all I hope. But yeah, I was, uh, it was wild. And I think it's good because I do see a lot of people reclaiming this idea of being two spirit, which I really like because, you know, I'm meeting so many people. I know a lot of people actually who, who, um, oh, identify. Sorry, hang on. I just saw it in the thing. Um, Nyan, Knum means this life belongs to Knum and Knum Hotep means Knum is satisfied. So their names are supposed to be like a romantic symbolism for each other in their tomb. Beautiful. Could you imagine if they had found that and said, you know what? Best friends. Best friends. Best friends. Girl, I've been reading um, <laughs> for my book club. I was, we have read um, the song of Achilles which mm-hmm. I've already read. And it's a beautiful book by Madeline Miller. Honestly, maybe that's my recommendation for later. But um, in it, like, obviously Achilles and Patroclus like from the mm-hmm. Iliad are in love and blah 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 and then I just keep thinking of the movie Troy where they're cousins and I'm like bitch what no what anyway no anyway anyway they literally literally Achilles in the story is like mix our ashes together so we'll be together for eternity and then some historians were like best friends y'all you know what wish me and my homie could like this is it's absurd 
sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your serious conversation uh. with this, but that's <laughs> what made me feel like. <laughs> no, I was actually having, I mean, we'll have this discussion because I just had a conversation with one of my friends today and he is a man and he was complaining about Marvel and how gay it is, uh, but also not gay it is in the sense of Which like- Which we will get to later, we will. Right. We will 100% be getting into it, but it was very interesting. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I just like that. First of all, I when I was growing up, I had, you know, the, the like luck to have a mother who was always like, color is does not like gen like color doesn't have a gender you can do whatever the fuck you want like if somebody says girls can't do this and boys can't do this absolutely not people can do whatever the fuck they want and so even if my mother wasn't openly like pro trans folks or pro gay people in any way I still kind of had an openness that I think you should just have and I definitely always have such a hard time with my own people and I know that I should be more compassionate towards my own people, but I'm not. I'm not because I'm like, you know who gave you this shit? The same people who gave you diseases. Lord. Venereal diseases everywhere. The people who told you that bathing twice a day was disgusting. <sighs> you know, the people who stole your land and made you poor. And now all of our gold is sitting in churches all over Europe. You know, like these are the same. And you're going to listen to them about what they say about sex. Yes. Yes. They're right. They're white. White means right, Carmen. I don't know what to tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's very upsetting. And it's also like the Christianity thing. And okay, to be fair, some people like to assert that because Christianity has been around for a long time, Christianity was in Africa before like white Christians, like mm -hmm. Christianized Africa or whatever. Yes, sure it was. But at the time it was spreading naturally. And it was also like plenty of people were like, not for me, dog. <laughs> The Christianity that Black people like around the world and brown people around the world ascribe to is just something that was forced on them. And now they're like the biggest zealots you'll ever meet. And you're like, and now again, and again, now the white people are like, I'm an atheist. I'm enlightened. I'm enlightened. I'm an atheist. And I can't believe you're so backwards. Now, of course, not all white people. In this case, really not all white people. There's a whole <laughs> contingent of very religious white people. But the ones who are white who look down on the rest of the world really look down a lot on a lot of like black and brown populations for being so zealous. And I'm like, you, 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 it's, your, it's your people who did this, not mine. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you take away someone's culture and force them to have something else and make it so like, if you're not Christian, you're not going to get like a job and you're not going to be able to like advance in your career and then be like, why, why are all these people so Christian? I don't understand it's very annoying especially now in Canada with everything going on with the church and you know what it doesn't matter it's fine I'm not going on a rant but honestly I think and I, I do think that there was a time in history where a lot of different cultures could come together and this shit about who's right and who's wrong wasn't happening because actually apparently in Canada there are a lot of texts I think I said this in our religions episode where Jesuits actually did come to Canada, not to like convert people necessarily. They actually like blended into indigenous communities and worked with indigenous communities. And indigenous people were like, mm, you're a little cuckoo. I mean, but that's a tactic though. Yes, but they're like, you're a little cuckoo, but you do what you want to do in those yeah. robes. Um, and then capitalism happened and they were like, you know what they have though? Resources. And we have to find a way to take it from them and not feel bad about it. So let's just say that they're wild savages and everything that they do is disgusting and make them assimilate 
Women yeah, take guess. their shit. I guess. Yeah. Because a lot of um, indigenous, oh, I mean, in North America, indigenous people were more like noble savages. Negroes, no chance. We'll take everything from the <laughs> Negroes. What, who cares? Whatever. They're awful. They they just like, all they're good for is Cain working. Abel. They're Cain terrible. Abel. Cain and Abel. What are you talking about? Because isn't that the story that they use? They used to oh, like Cain and to ex- Abel. Yes, to excuse yes, yes, yes. The mark of the mark of Cain is is being black. Black, which is like banana. Wild, wild choice there. Wild choice. But um, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. There, there, there is that. There's plenty of reasons <laughs> why they. There's literally half of science originated to be like this is why the Negroes are so bad. But yeah, indigenous people mostly noble savage. We're gonna take your land, of course, and also. When we move Starview. into your, we're gonna take your star view. We're gonna give you like blankets, disease, but the mental image of them was different. Like people would play quote unquote cowboys and Indians, and yes, sure, the Indians were the bad guys, bad but guys. they play them. Ain't nobody playing like white people and Negroes. That's not a game. No, that's not a game. <laughs> not a game. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, that's why I'm just like I'm always so surprised. But <laughs> that's not a game. could you imagine? Woo. What a game that would be! Could you imagine? Honestly, maybe that? I'm wrong. Maybe it's a game. Maybe this. We haven't been to the South. We haven't been to Louisiana. We don't oh. know. We haven't been. It could be. I mean, it technically, could be all the 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 first American art form, minstrelry. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> so I mean, it was depressing. But the good thing to know is that a lot of our cultures are are reclaiming. You know, uh, what we already their time. Knew, they're reclaiming their time. They're re- yes. Fuck yes. They're reclaiming their time and they're reclaiming the gender and sexuality spectrum because we are not stupid enough to only think in binaries. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We understand that things are in a spectrum and but it is what the, it is. The thing is, like to an extent, so did Europeans. Like when you think about like the humors and the balance of the body and blah, blah, blah. And I guess like, cause that goes back fairly far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those ideas, like there was an idea that like heat was masculine and colds was feminine and that you mm-hmm. could be a masculine woman if you had too much heat in your body and stuff. So like to a point, they did understand that kind of stuff. And there was actually, I remember there's a story I read in one of my like original sources in university about like, um, it was like a, like a folktale about like a girl jumping over like a ravine or something like that <laughs> something like that but the idea that she was like running and there was too much exercise and heat in her body and she jumped over and when she landed on the other side she had a penis and the idea that like she jumped over this like oh. jumped over this thing and then like the, the dick popped out because she was like too invigorated or whatever I don't know but like there because there were there were things like that and also day to day for Europeans that's the thing about Europeans is that like their upper class is so different from their lower class and so like day to day for them like I remember reading about this per I might have mentioned this on this podcast before but there was like um a source I was reading about like a court case where someone came to the court being like I was I was robbed but the thing about the case that was interesting wasn't that they were robbed it was that ordinarily day to day this person went by mrs whatever but mm-hmm. when they went to court they went by mr something something but the idea that like yes i go by this mrs something something i have a husband and everyone else in the neighborhood thought it was fine so basically by our standards today a trans woman but because women can't go to court and testify for anything yeah they dress as a man to go to ah. court right and so it's like there were people living their lives day to day in their own fancy gay ways navigating society but like when it came to like the quote-unquote elite those fuckers are wild those are the ones who really cause it's always the rich man again all comes back to the rich every time 
you know, uh, these rich people were doing some shit for sure. Oh no, no, there's no such thing as a rich person not having a weird orgy in the, like the back of their room. But I mean, it's just like, it's a lot of like rich people who come up with the ideas and like crystal they, and not necessarily just come up with them. They often crystallize the ideas of whatever culture and then they pass that along. Mm-hmm. And then that muddies the history because then people will be like, oh, everyone thought like this and not necessarily, they didn't necessarily actually mm-hmm. all think like this because you have random sources that mm-hmm. will prove that like day-to-day was different. And also Definitely. like who's being persecuted? Like if you're talking about like Italy and like uh, the 16 whatevers, yeah, there's a lot of gay men being persecuted for sodomy right yeah but there aren't any in england and it's not because there weren't any gay people in england it's because no one was being persecuted at the time there yeah right so it's just like it's it's complicated it's a lot but the th- the point is is that we are now moving forward everything is a spectrum you get to be wherever the fuck you want to be on that spectrum I don't know i feel like can we talk about modern queer things for a second because there's a little bit of a like over pedanticness that i find a little troubling what do you mean in that like there's so m- everyone's like crystallizing a specific identity when a lot of the identities are fairly similar and human sexuality and human like genders are so right. fluid that i'm like i don't know if you're doing yourself any favors putting your looks like because like it's like the this is yeah, there's a lot of, well, we live in a society with, I always say this, we live in a society. We live just, in a society. This is going to be, I'm just going to be your t-shirt. Um, we live in a society where Us labeling. Joker makeup, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, where um, labeling yourself is like the only way you are seen as valid in certain circles. Yeah. And I definitely think when it comes to North American queerness, like. Labeling I, is I everything. don't even. And I'm not, yeah, again, I'm not anti-label. We're not like, we're not just, we're not like anti-label. <laughs> I'm not like, like, um, like the guy shouting in the street, but like, it is a thing where I just, I just, I don't know. I wonder if we're just going to label ourselves into like, boxes. into, into boxes. And like, cause here's the thing as a person who identifies as bisexual, I've noticed because, okay. So there's weird, this weird thing that has happened in the last like 10 years with the internet and everything where for reasons unknown unbeknownst to any bisexuals bisexuality got labeled as transphobic because Pardon? people would yeah because people would say things like oh by being bisexual is oh like, i had heard this yeah it's like oh well bisexuality is like all about the binary so like because bi means number one people are obsessed with latin people are obsessed with the prefix bi and i'm like you know a word is not its ed- etymology right like it it, it is defined by the people who define it and so for a while there's all this like biphobic rhetoric all all online about like how like oh being pansexual is good and being bisexual is bad because bisexuals don't include trans people which is a transphobic argument in and of itself because if you're saying that bisexuality doesn't include trans people you're saying that trans women aren't women and trans men aren't men you know what i mean yeah like you could like if you were using your weird binary idea maybe you could argue non-binary but like it's yeah yeah you could argue that if you wanted but the thing is you but can't no, argue because that we because know, that's not what you mean that's because the, but, the thing is bisexuals don't define themselves that way it was other people defining bisexuals that yeah, way and i also just feel like you fucking know what i mean right you know what i mean i'm attracted to who the fuck i'm attracted to kiss my ass and like the difference between bi and pan is like, and also bisexuality in the lgbt like acronym bi is like an umbrella term right yeah in the same way that trans is an umbrella yeah, trans includes what... non-binary yeah so that's bi- like... the idea that bi includes pan but now it has to be separate because people are thinking of it like oh well like bisexuals are very like binary i'm like this is something Fuck off 
of people, but this is something that came from people like, number one, it came from biphobia, but also it came mm -hmm. from like weird negative labeling and labeling from out groups. And it's like, it's a very strange thing. And then like, when you look at the actual history of the bisexual and the trans community, they are much better friends than the trans community and the, the gay, gay and lesbian ugh. community. Because the Yikes. idea of, cause like, cause like it would usually be bisexual groups and bisexual like um, places and spaces where trans people would be more welcome and where that mm -hmm. sort of discourse would happen. But for like weird biphobic reasons, it became whatever. And so sometimes I just get a little bit hesitant because there are people who online who will like, and obviously in real life, who will be so virulent about like what this means by the definition and it has to be this definition and it has to mean this one thing. And then there are people who will be like, oh, I'm like a bi, demi, ace, blah, blah, blah. And they'll like list all their things. And I'm like, sure, if that makes you happy to label yourself in every single way, I guess. But at the same time, I feel like you're putting yourself in a box that you might change later. And again, yeah. you can change your boxes, but I just feel like it's a weird, I feel like it's weird to codify ourselves so much, which yeah, is why the I word queer that. works so I well. I love the word queer. Right? I it works it so, so well much. Mm -hmm. because it, it encompasses everybody. And like yeah. the acronym will get, the acronym will be like genuinely an alphabet if we just keep going with all the different identities. Sure. And again, I'm not saying anything. I want no like <laughs> confusion. I'm not saying anything against identities. I just think that we're being like weirdly pedantic about our identities. Mm -hmm. I think it's not even just our identities. Cause I do feel like if you feel comfortable with like a bunch of different labels, fine. I'm more concerned when you're labeling, when you're over labeling other people or judging people based on labels you've you've like yeah you've given them and I think that's where the issue is because like nobody bi is nobody who identifies as bi is going like you know what being bi is transphobic yeah right nobody and no, I'm bi like it's other people doing it to you we didn't make that definition and isn't and it's just this what we strange. didn't want to do like isn't it the opposite of what we wanted like isn't anyway but you know do Sorry, you folks I'm trying to think of I'm trying to find the what is that do you know what I'm talking about where it's like there's a type of labeling for gay identities that's like very specific and everyone has a flag? Mogai. What the hell? M-O. Could you type that in the chat for me? Yeah. What is it? M-O-G-A-I. Also known as, oh yes, actually I do know this. Yes. Anyway, so I found the definition. It's called, it's the Mogai, M-O-G-A-I sort of um, way of thinking about it. And in that way, like number one, they're obsessed with Latin. Number two, they're very specific about like identities and alignments. And in a way that I feel like is like, no, bueno. It's, no, it's no bueno. It's, I'm just saying it's no bueno. It's not, it's just like, it's so specific and so like narrow. And it's like the idea that you could be bisexual and attracted to, um, and this is again, a reason why I find it so like galling to me personally is that like in that definition like you can only be attracted to men cis men and cis women in their definition of bisexuality which is a definition that bisexuals did not agree no, to absolutely not. <laughs> this is why it bothers me and so it's so specific and I just don't there's just like everything has a flag and everything has why was I'm just saying it doesn't need it's I'm just I, I, I there's gonna be some limo guy people are gonna be mad but I just don't agree with that um version of identifying and again, because it's like wh but, why 
But like, if you, you know what, if you find joy in it, fine, fine. No, I don't say fine. I don't say fine because they (laughs) define my sexuality in a way that I don't agree with. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you find your own sexuality in there, fine, but don't label other people under it because it's a poopy. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of, there's lots of things. And as to your point earlier about um, aromantics and um, asexual people being involved in the LGBT community, there is some people, there are some people who think, oh, they shouldn't be, but I think absolutely they should be because number one, their sexuality is constantly in question. Um, Constantly in question. And then also constantly. Also, like in many ways, they'll face persecution that is like directed at gay people because if they're not interested in anyone, then they're going to be aligned with gay people in a way. So people will call them gay or call them whatever. And yeah. then they'll probably face like homophobic abuse. And honestly, abuse. they're going to get the same comments that a lot of gay people yeah, I'm get. Saying oh, you, haven't, you just haven't met a nice woman. Yeah, you or... haven't met the right person. You'll change your mind. Like all of the same things that get um, said to queer people will be said to um, asexual and aromantic people. So like yeah. anyone who says that they shouldn't be in the whatever yeah. is, is wrong. This is trauma-based. Can, we, can I give you one hot take though? Uh, that might get me in trouble with people who <laughs> it's what we do it's fine who who hold the flags very dear to them uh-huh is it just me mm. or are, like half of the gay flags kind of ugly yeah i'm not i'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of what they look like i feel like the you know you the always cup. hear about queer folks being you know very artistic but those color combos for some of them they are, are ru- who's lesbians who did that to you orange pink purple Oof. Ugh. it's bad you look the, like the, the hamburglar the gay exclusive flag the like greeny one there okay so the so the aromantic Horrid. one looks Black, like purple the, gray white or whatever not white gray the aromantic one is starts off green gets lighter green goes white and then goes gray no Oh, aromantic specifically yeah okay so the asexual one is the purple black and whatever yes which i guess i should know because i kind of I'm on that spectrum as well, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Um, but like, yeah. And then, yeah, lesbians who did that to you, without question, without fucking question, the best flag by far is the trans flag. Mm. The only nice color combination, mm. mm-hmm. the only nice one. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's a great, it's like an ice cream sandwich. It reminds me of like a summer day. It's like yeah. a beautiful, com- beautiful, beautiful color combo. And then the bi flag is terrible as a flag. Great as a gradient. What is it? It's the purple, pink, blue. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, as yes, a, yes, yes. As yes. a gradient, gorgeous. Beautiful. As a flag. Rough. <laughs> yeah, those flags were a lot. I also feel like um, <clears throat> there was this thing that I read. So I had to read this article. We, I took, um, there's a class you have to take when you do your master's uh, in social work at Ryerson taught by the uh, incomparable uh, n- Dr. Natisha Masakwai, who uh, refuses to teach anything related to, what's that guy's name? queer theory guy you know who i'm talking about kinsey no no queer theory he was friends with james baldwin he was like besties with james baldwin white guy you know who i'm talking about no i don't uh, 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 foucault. Oh, foucault. foucault she refuses to teach foucault because she's like if i want to talk about queer theory i'll talk about uh my people and indigenous and black people i don't need some white man t- teaching me about my own people's theories um 
But anyway, uh, in that class, I wrote an article, or I had to read an article, and it was kind of like a book report, and I had to read an article on um, queerness and how this professor um, got kicked out of a university in the U.S. because he said that there was no gayness, there was no homosexuality in Egypt, or like that the Middle East didn't have homosexuality. But... Mm -hmm. From what I remember, the whole idea was that he was saying, don't put your Western labels on what we do, because at the end of the day, your Western labels don't fit our queerness, Precisely. was kind of what he meant, because his whole whole thing was like, no, it's not about being gay or straight, like it actually looks very different for us. And we it might be like, we might have partners and it might be whatever, but like it's illegal in certain ways. So if you're pushing us to be gay in like the Western way, you're just going to get us killed. So instead, we are gay in a way where people just allow it to be what it is, and nobody like tries to arrest us. Like it was like a weird, but but he would constantly just say like, no, there's no such thing as like homosexuality in in Middle East in the Middle East. It was like, it was a very interesting article because it was mostly because when you read it at first you're like the fuck, and then as you're reading it you're like, oh, what you're saying is that like we shouldn't put North American and queer labels on yeah. the entire world because it's just not going to work. Honestly, to a, I agree to an extent, especially because like, so like the best thing about labels is community, right? Because yeah. then you can be like, oh, those are the people that like I can relate to. It's easier to find. That's yeah. uh, that's why any label exists, honestly. But I also agree with that because the thing is for most of human history, we haven't defined sexuality in these ways. For most of Western history, like gay wasn't something you were, it was something you did. Yep. Yeah. It was yeah. like you did a gay thing. But like the <laughs> idea that like, everybody most people can yeah like whenever they're like i remember there's like a historical example of like an emperor who had no men in his harem and everyone was like what a fucking weirdo like not one <laughs> like those sort of ideas like the idea that like everybody's gay a little bit the idea that there's like uh, a wide spectrum of sexuality and also as we can see with like every generation getting progressively gayer like as as our sort of like social restrictions right. lift right People mm -hmm. have the ability to be, human sexuality is fluid. People have the ability to be attracted to different kinds of people. All the time. And again, in different, even in different stages of life, your, your sexuality can like veer at certain points. Like it's like, it's yeah. not a fixed point. And yes, the idea that we are born in a certain way is true, mm -hmm. but also the idea that that is malleable and fluid is also true. And yeah. so like to be so strict about North American labels of sexuality is incorrect and i do agree with that idea because like again we didn't we didn't even like are we just trying to queer colonize way. the rest of the world is that what we're oh doing? my god oh my god we're gonna queer colonize, colonize. the world that Ugh. is a, that is a it's a t-shirt yeah right that's i anyway it just it drives me bananas okay um so we should probably get into oh hang on before we get to movies just i just want to mention one thing because just because when you think about a lot of gay history, a lot of it is like so male focused because again, that's who was well, like, yeah. You know. But like um, one thing I found interesting in my research that I just wanted to mention was the um, idea of the, so the idea of the Svairini, which I may mm -hmm. be pronouncing wrong, but it's um, an Indian idea mm -hmm. because it's from the Kama Sutra from like 400 BCE. And it's the idea that word means 
an independent woman who like usually like makes her own living and who loves other women. That's great. Have you ever heard of it? Like there's, you never hear about that, especially like when you think about India and they talk about like third genders, you usually hear about like the masculine version. Yeah. Like, and also fun thing about this word is that later in later Sanskrit versions, sometimes it was meant like a prostitute or whatever, but like in the original sense, and even in certain translations, they use the word lesbian, but the idea yeah. that like, there's like the, in the Kama Sutra, there is a reference to the types of women who like women who are independent and live freely. And I'm like, it's me, it's me, baby. Go. Yep, hundred percent. I thought I thought that was nice, because uh, because basically all lesbians have is like Sappho and like um, Gentleman Jack or whatever. <laughs> yep, that's uh, yeah. You're actually in Mexico. We have a lot of very derogatory terms about lesbians. I feel yeah. also gay men, but lesbians as well. We uh, have equal ch- terrible treatment of both. So yeah, yeah, a fun time. It's yeah. It's very strange. The thing about lesbians <laughs> is that they're both more threatening and less threatening. Oddly. It's an yeah. odd it's an odd place to be in. They're less threatening when they're being sexualized. They're more threatening when they're stealing your girl. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's get into let's get into the lighthearted. Let's get into the movies. This could honestly be a whole other podcast, but we're gonna be talking about um our favorite gay films and also our favorite should have been gay films. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a fun time. So Catherine, would you like to start with your top five? If you think I have five, you're crazy. Um, yeah, yes, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so which one should we do first? Gay films? Yes. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to give three honorable mentions. <laughs> of course you are. Of course okay, you okay, are. Okay, so I'm just going to say quickly, the movie The Favorite and the movie <laughs> Pariah. I haven't are, seen Pariah. Pariah is very good. They're is very good movies. It's uh, sad and nice so the same thing okay like the, okay. the ending is hopeful but the middle is sad mm. um so pariah and the favorite are movies that i think are very good they're both um like lesbian themed movies i like them never watching them again I'm not gonna be like oh let's put the favorite on like i'm not gonna watch I'm not, not. it's like it's not like a it's not very rewatch no it was on disney Pl- i realized it was on disney plus and i was like oh no no thank yeah. you i'm good I'm it's like, nice to know it's there it's good Maybe it's on TV or something. I, maybe I'll watch specifically the scenes of like Rachel Weiss like pushing people against walls. But like other than that, no. Um, and then the movies Pride and Imagine Me and You, which are both very good movies, but they're kind of like a little bit bad. <laughs> they're movies <laughs> where their structures are a little wobbly and like there are things of the characters that are not good, but it's overall like feel good movies. And those are movies mm-hmm. I will watch again. So Imagine Me and You is a movie where like a woman falls in love with her florist at her wedding. Oh, wow. And the florist is played by Lena Headey. So I get it. Mm-hmm. And then Pride is a movie that, have you seen that? No. You would love it, Carmen. It's about the um, lesbian and gay movement um, in like Thatcher, England. And they, they decided that they were like, listen, the minors in Wales are being persecuted. We're being persecuted. And then they created lesbian and gays support the minors. And then they oh. support this small, and it's like about like unions. And it's about- um, That's so beautiful. You would love it. It's a good movie, but there are things about it where I'm like, that was poorly done. <laughs> so, and so like for the movies that I'm counting as my like, top movies there are movies where i'm like no these are technically great and rewatchable yeah very fair okay all right so now the actual list it's easier to go through this list because these are movies you probably know yeah okay, number five couldn't make this list without having brokeback mountain on it yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's seminal piece of fi- um film yes <sighs> everyone in it is straight but it's great <laughs> um i wish i knew how to quit you beautiful chef's kiss mm-hmm 
wonderful. We watched it in theaters. Oh, weeping as a teenage girl. And honestly, to shout out to our friend Caitlin, couldn't not mention it. Couldn't not mention it. Okay, number four is a movie that I feel like sometimes is considered gay cinema, sometimes isn't. And it should always be because it's Rocket Man. It's, it's oh, Elton it should hundred percent. I feel like you don't it. see it on lists sometimes. Maybe it's because it's about Elton John. They're like, it's too gay to be a gay movie. You know what I mean? Oh and also, God. Rocket Man doesn't have like a romance in it. Well, I mean, it does have romance, but the guy is shitty. And then the real romance is like the friendship between him and his and his best friend, Aww. which is beautiful. Like the relationship with um, Elton John and his like lyricist bernie topin who are they're still mm-hmm. they're best friends to this day right it's beautiful it's sweet it's lovely that's the real like through line of the movie but like it doesn't have a real romance and i feel like a lot of gay movies are centered around romances yeah um yeah okay but the next one you're gonna prove fully number three on my list is the birdcage of course which is probably your number one i'm just calling it out right now yeah you know um yeah. but can i just <laughs> say about the birdcage and we can talk about it more with you because it's gonna be your number one <laughs> i already know mm-hmm. um or at least in the top two but um, when I was a kid and I first watched The Birdcage, I didn't understand that Robin Williams and Mason Lane were a couple. Really? That's funny. Genuinely? Like, even now, when I'm wa- if I see it again, I'm like, this is not gay enough. Even though it's so <laughs> gay, they're like, they never kiss. They never, like, they barely yeah, touch each other. The 90s. It's, just, it's so 90s that they're like, they're like, it's almost like they're two gay best friends who raised a son. Yeah. Rather than a couple, because it's just like, they never... They just never, and I just I I, I, I remake the resurrect Robin Williams. Let's make the birdcage too, where they make out. I want to see it. Yeah. Okay. Number four is the Handmaiden, or I guess mm-hmm. number two. Number two is the Handmaiden. Mm-hmm. The Handmaiden is a Korean film, and it is beautiful. It's like mm-hmm. an aesthetically amazing film. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't actually. So the Handmaiden is about like a girl, like a poor girl, who with this man decides to have a plot to steal this rich woman's money. And oh. then she meets the rich woman and she falls in love. Oh, wow. Okay. And then they have a whole plot. And it's also like, it's like the first half of the movie, you think one thing is going on. And the second half, it's like this whole reveal of like all this like gross, like abusive, weird stuff. And like all this like deception and whatever, but it's happy ending. And it's a great movie. It's beautiful. And it's aesthetically like, it's amazing. And it has a lot to do with my number one on the list which is again aesthetically amazing and beautiful and it's portrait of a lady on fire oh i actually haven't seen that yet yeah it's a beautiful tiff it's it was a tiff and i saw it at tiff and i loved it and it's like this is a story of like a woman who needs a portrait to be painted of her to send to like a potential suitor Mm. and she will not let anyone paint her portrait so they hire a female painter to pretend to be her friend to paint a portrait of her Oh. and then they fall in love <laughs> and it's again it's beautiful and also it's, the funny thing about this movie is there's like no men in it there's no men at all except the beginning and the end what an like, absolute treat it's a, it's a treat it's like you see him like a man drops her off and literally i actually genuinely had this reaction when the man comes to pick her up at the end of the movie i was like oh, a man like it just, <laughs> like, well, what is that i don't even know what that is anymore that's because, so like, funny they're they're together and then there's also the like woman who works in the house is the maid there's the mom and then there's like this bonfire full of women there's a woman like healer they go to there's like it's just all women all the time and it's beautiful it's beautiful i recommend everybody everybody should watch that film it's magnificent and uh should have won best international 
no, it wasn't even it wasn't even nominated because France didn't put it forward. They put a different film forward. Oh, and of course, should have won, and also uh, um, should have won an Oscar. And also, um, have you ever seen the meme where someone's like, "Portrait of a Lady on Fire" is what happens when there's only women on an island, and the mm. lighthouse is what happens when there's only men on an island. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like one is like bonfires and like beautiful like romance and like eating well and the other one is just like farts and shit and like men slow dancing together it's it's very funny okay i've <laughs> talked enough please tell me your list all right well you're gonna i think you'll find these interesting at number five i have saved oh excellent the choice fantastic movie with uh mandy moore and uh macaulay culkin and a bunch of other people whose names i am jenna malone I think. Mm -hmm. And essentially the story is just these people who go to private Christian school, uh, high school. And this girl is like, I love my boyfriend. And he is a one man gay pride parade. And uh, they're uh, all heavily evangelical. It turns out he's gay, the gayest of the gays. And she gets a message from Jesus, apparently, where he's like, you need to give away your virginity to your boyfriend to cure him. And she ends up pregnant by her gay boyfriend and uh, it's a real treat to behold. A great movie, very cute. I think it's like very feel good at the end and like so funny. Um, and I feel like it should have gotten more press, but it didn't. Uh, so saved. Uh, the other one I'm going to pick, you may or may not laugh at, but John Leguizamo deserves a lot of respect to Wong Fu. Oh, excellent choice. <laughs> I love Honestly, it. Wesley Snipes, Wesley beautiful. Snipes. Like- Who knew? Who he I should mean, be a professional drag queen. He looks great. He's fantastic. So to Wong Fu, uh, I only actually saw it for the first time, like within the last few years. And mm. I was like, this movie is fucking fantastic. Um, so to Wong Fu is my number four. My number three is uh, a throwback to our high school days, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, I thought about that one. Yeah, that's an adorable movie. I Rufio love is in a cheerleader. it. Oh. Yes, and it's just like so good. And they're like RuPaul. Oh my god, RuPaul out of drag being like homophobic is the funniest thing. <laughs> it's like we don't believe it. Um, and it's bananas magical, and it was just so good. And I feel like it was like so much smarter than I feel like people give it credit for because so much of it was poking fun at like gender identity and like just like gender norms. You know, mm. and it was like, oh, it was just so magical. And it just reminds me of our high school days in the Gay Straight Alliance. Um, number two is uh, Crazy. I knew this would be on the list. Of course. How would this not be on the list? So Crazy. Um, the French-Canadian movie about a man with a dysfunctional family with five brothers and no girls in the family. And he ends up being the gay one. So Christian Raymond. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, there, there wasn't Marc Andre Grandin. Marc no, no, no. I'm trying to remember the names of the boys oh. that spell crazy. It was like Christian, Raymond, C.R. Who's Antoine, Zach, and Yves? Something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a great movie. I recommend it to everybody. I still have it on DVD. And uh, my number one. Well, uh, oh, what is it going to be? What is it? Drum roll. Is uh, The Birdcage. Also known as my favorite movie uh, when I was a child. When I was six years old, if you said, Carmen, what's your favorite movie? I would have probably said The Birdcage. You're like, I want to be Nathan Lane. I want to marry Nathan Lane. Yeah, Nathan Lane. I mean, you know, some people are like meant to be straight. And like, I feel like you look back on your life and you're like, 
No, I don't. I don't not know. It was not I. Um, because my love for Nathan Lane was quite ridiculous. Yeah, you love Timon as well. Timon is my favorite Lion King character and has always been my favorite Lion King character. I thought he was the funniest, most amazing person. Yeah. And then when his voice ended up on the birdcage, I was like, why is his voice so familiar? And why is he so funny? Um, and so the birdcage is like, honestly, it's such a 90s movie. And if you watch it now, there's a lot of like super problematic shit, but also fucking hilarious and amazing and first of all they own a drag they own a drag bar in like what is it palm springs yeah i don't again how childhood Catherine was like are they a couple i don't (laughs) oh so good and what's her name plays the mom christine uh christine baranski christine yeah christine baranski isn't diane weist in that movie playing the the mom of of of, what's her name yes what's her name on who's allie mcbeal yeah allie mcbeal um and also can i just say thinking about that movie i know you know who the villain is it's it's presented as if like the parents are the obstacle like the parents of the like the whatever the like republican family of the guy the girl that the son is marrying the son is the villain he's like dad i hate you you're gay you can't bring your gay out here that's you know what i remember so distinctly from that movie is the part when Robin Williams is like, what do you mean I'm too like flamboyant or whatever? And then his son wipes Robin Williams' cheek and then wipes the makeup off on the wall. Like, <laughs> Fuck you. How dare <laughs> you? Fuck you, you stupid little piece of shit. That is your father. Leave him alone. And he adopted you. No, it's his son. Well, yeah, but she didn't is... want to keep it. Wasn't the whole thing that she didn't want to keep it? So she gave Oh, no, 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 like, I know. But, oh, yeah. Oh, Nathan Lane adopted him. But Rob yeah. Williams is his biological father. Right, right, right. Fucking nightmare. But, like, a masterpiece of a movie. I truly love it so much. It is magnificent and magical. And it will always be. I, I will watch that any day. I will literally. I'll just it be is, like, okay. It's very watchable. Like, if it's on, I'm like, hell yeah, let's watch it. Yeah. And also, I just also realized that I forgot to mention the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I don't know how I did that. I'm so sorry. I apologize <laughs> to my sister. I apologize. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is, of yeah. course, again, seminal piece of gay film that was made in the 70s. Bananas. The 70s. And there's like men having sex with men. It, the fact that it is on Disney Plus is the craziest thing. Yeah. Wild ever happened okay well and now we are going to get into movies that we wished were gay and i do know you and i will have let's do this as a fluid commerce well you do one i do one because we're gonna overlap yeah 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 go for it okay okay i'll okay mine i'm gonna pick one this is again out of order but actually you know what i think we should start with this i have a whole tier of superhero movies no let's get into the superhero movies and they're outrageous X-Men. Okay. X- oh X-Men. my god. X-Men. X-Men. Sorry. Charles Xavier and Fa- so Professor X and Magneto are the, are a love story for the ages. Here's the are thing. a love story for the ages and you didn't make them a couple? And what is and in the films it's played by 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 Ian McKellen and Sir Patrick Stewart and do you think they wouldn't make out on screen cuz they would they, they're best they friends. Number 1. But okay, here's the thing. That should have been gay. I should we should say the should have been gay is not just like things that were like, oh, we think it'd be cute. It's things that genuinely the plot would make more sense if they were gay. If they were gay. It's like 
because the relationships as they are <sighs> they don't make sense no we're like i'm sorry i'm sorry you're doing what for this man like uh, uh, what captain marvel is going to see this woman who she is the only woman she remembers the woman who got her belongings after she was presumed dead the woman she i think is raising a child with and they're not gay what are you talking about <laughs> i just can't okay marvel is honestly egregious it's actually rude yeah it's, it's, and now it's that she has an estranged relationship with her adopted daughter after WandaVision, it's like, hello. Hello, hello. You have a story. Hello, excuse me, Mar- Marvel. You have a storyline here. You have a compelling, excuse me. Excuse For me, Marvel. Sake. And then like, okay. And then another another superhero is again, as if we wouldn't mention Captain, Captain America. For fuck, Stucky. Like, Stucky. Like, Captain America and his fucking best friend Bucky. Honestly, both versions of Captain America and their best friend Bucky are gay. I don't know what to tell you. It just is what it is. Is what it is. Even how they, even how, you know, Falcon and Bucky, Sam and Bucky make fun, or sorry, like when they are with Captain America and how they like fight over him. Yeah, it's straight, straight up silly. It's silly. It's like, I'm sorry. What, two girlfriends I, I again when a when a character like meets a new person and they get along and then they're like automatically along for the ride and then you get injured and the person is sitting beside your bed is that not romantic language or am i crazy <sighs> am i insane because because he kisses black widow in that movie and she is not by his bedside when he wakes up nope so and she insults his kissing so what am I supposed to I... glean from this <laughs> other than like, I, 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 I X-Men is absurd. X-Men is crazy. And, and then a love like, story for the ages. There's no other way to put it. And how dare you? Like, how dare you not, not put them together? I, because the thing is, it's better storytelling. The idea that these men found each other and then were romantically together and then mm-hmm. broke up and then it's just breakup tension for the rest of their lives and that's the and that's literally the story that actually happens except they they don't smooch and they just smooch <laughs> like they, they kiss a woman for reasons unknown i i, I will never get over it and then there um for me i feel like we need to discuss the lord of the rings oh my god yes okay 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 Frodo Sam, and Sam. Why Sam ended up? What's her name? Gold Goldie? No, no, no. Rosie. And I think Rosie. I'm fine. I'm fine with Rosie because Sam clearly liked Rosie. They had 13 kids, but Sam is a bisexual icon. He. Um, <laughs> I just wish that we had had just like just like make out once, Frodo and Sam. I mean, I am glad to be with you, Samwise Gamgee. Here, the end of all things, and then their heads touch. Just give it. You're about to die. Give a little little smoochy smooch. Yeah. Also, like because here's the thing. Frodo's gay, right? Yeah, I read those books. I oh my god, in the books, in the it's books, so it's much more explicit. obvious. It you think like, you think you think it's obvious in the movie? They are holding hands. They are saying, "I I can't be without you." They are they are just like effusive with their love in a way that is mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. of control. Mm-hmm. And then when they go back to the Shire, Sam and his wife move into Bag End. I'm not saying get rid of Rosie. I'm saying they became a thruple. You know what? Frodo was like, you know what? Honestly, Rosie, I respect you. 
And I think there's enough Sam for us to both love. <laughs> and they were just in a polyamorous relationship. And then eventually Sam, uh, Frodo left and Frodo, um, Sam was like, you know what? I'm going to stay here with my beautiful wife who I love and have 13 kids. And then after she's dead and like everything, I'm going to set sail and go be with my man. Across, yep. Which is what happens in the book. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Uh, the other one I was thinking that you probably didn't think of. Have you ever watched Predator? No. So Predator was one of the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movies I ever watched. And I watched it with one of my straight friends. Yeah. My straight guy friends. And uh, he has a best friend, this um, black soldier. They're just like best friends. But I was like, so they're in love with each other. And he was like, stop making everything gay. And I was like, I'm not. Uh, it's like the one thing I remember about the movie was uh, uh, the, the <laughs> sorry, how my boss called Predator the Jamaican and uh, he's drugs. and um, the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a thousand percent in a romantic relationship with this his his uh, soldier friend um, and no one can tell me otherwise and I do think you should watch it Catherine because you will watch it and just thinking about that like I even if I didn't tell you 10 minutes in you'd be like so they're this the is bucket. a romantic relationship there's <laughs> a lot of in, in like certain like stories army like, movies are a plethora of because you know nothing in, carmen there's nothing straighter than the army Ugh. How, <laughs> what, what, how, anyway um okay 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 i'm gonna say my next one is going to be bend it like beckham oh what the thing about bend it like beckham is it was intended to be gay the director wanted it to be gay and yet we have both of these women fighting over Jonathan Reese Myers and I don't know why it's not I'm not insulting him I'm just saying give me the lesbian story that I wanted that I was getting you that's the story that you're like that is developing and then yeah. they're just like no they're fighting over a man people only think they're lesbians <laughs> come on now oh girl I how the er example Kirk and Spock oh how did what, I forget that? What, 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 the the story between them is is so clearly a romantic storyline that it invented slash fiction. Yeah, <laughs> like, like what are you talking about? Yikes! Everybody tries to make Captain Kirk out to be so heterosexual, and I'm like, have you no, watched absolutely not. the absolutely. show? Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, those are good ones. Mm-hmm. I think we picked good ones. Oh, and I, I really- have more. Oh. Do you want me to give you some a couple more? Yes. Let's just sprinkle in just my okay. Number Finpo Star Wars Fin Finpo. Oh fuck yes! So basically, sci-fi in general sci-fi has has a, has a sea of of men that we should just put together, yeah. but nobody does. Men who are romantically interested in each other, but they won't allow it to happen. Okay, so Finn and Poe. Just okay. Let me just get them off quickly. Finn and Poe. Yes, um, perfect. The movie. Snap, Have you snap. ever seen the Eagle? The one Channing Tatum and Jamie Bell. It's about like oh a God. Roman and it- you tell me about that. You've told me about this movie several times and I'm like, I have not watched it yet, but I feel like I have to. It's just so gay. I just was like, what? You- I remember watching it. I remember like I- I- we watched it with, I watched it with Alicia. There's a part where like Channing Tatum is a Rome. So like all the Romans are American, which I think is funny. Sorry. I was about to say what accent did Channing Tatum no. have? All the Romans are American. His own? Yeah. And because it's about like Romans colonizing Britain, the British people have British accents in the, and it's, I think it's funny that they chose to make all the uh, Romans American, which is like a good, that's funny. Um, anyway, so Channing Tatum gets injured and then he has to have his injury reopened. And then at the beginning of this movie, Jamie Bell is his like slave. And so oh, there's okay. a part where like 
the doctor is like saying you have to hold him down for the surgery and he's like put your weight on him slave and then there's a scene where like you just the, the close-up shots of jimmy bell holding channing tatum down while he's like grunting and groaning and we were like i'm sorry what am i watching here <laughs> And then it just continues to get like more and more like they they grow to learn like like each other and respect each other. And then the right. end of the movie, it's like them walking literally walking off together into the sunset. And I was like, I don't. Anyway, 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 that movie. Every time I think about it, I'm like, okay. Oh, oh, and speaking of another Roman Carmen, I put this in here for you and me exclusively. You're gonna love this one. A fucking cowboy and the Roman from Night at Museum. Oh. How did I forget them? Yes. And the fact that they, that they quote. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Magical. Actually, Wait, I might you. watch Night at the Museum today. Honestly, that's this. a good idea. I'm going to watch that too. We should. Yes. <laughs> yes. What a dream. Honestly, what a fucking dream. Those, yeah, they are those, so good together. Those, the little, little diorama men from the Night at the Museum movies should be gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've mm-hmm. been saying this for years anybody who listens to this podcast anyone who knows us knows carmen and i are huge fans of the we're Night shamelessly of the fanatical we about these movies we've seen all of those movies opening night we're like night like, of the museum is coming out grown women <laughs> being like yes exhibits coming to life yeah i'm here for it ben stiller not being that funny but mostly doing okay here for <laughs> ricky it. gervais showing out of no showing up out of nowhere doing a very movie. lackluster performance again yeah. here for it like 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 get uh, that paycheck <laughs> are we going to the opera no what's with the cake <laughs> what a good, oh what a beautiful movie you know what i was thinking Asterix et Obelix. Ooh, i never thought of them until this moment because i was like you know what they never have like partner they no. never have like girlfriends or anything they're just them together uh, what a nice like, couple right asterix and obelix that's cute i like that God it's like them. it's like it's like a french gaulish version of burton ernie you know adorable yeah. and burton ernie well, i was a burton ernie. Burton ernie so <laughs> um okay so we shall end it there but what recommendations do you have i know you gave girl one. already mentioned okay i'm gonna mention i'm gonna recommend two madeline miller books I'm going to recommend the song of Achilles again for mm-hmm. pride. It's beautiful. It's a story, the story of Achilles from the perspective of Patroclus. And I had read it like a few years ago and then I reread it for my book club, as I said, and I forgot how like romantic it is. It's like mm-hmm. beautiful and like passionate and like her prose is, I think it's beautiful. She has beautiful prose. She writes really well and it's just like engaging and engrossing and it's and I, I just can't say, I can't say the word beautiful enough. It's beautiful. And then also <laughs> she wrote this novel um, called Circe. All of her, her oh. novels are like, basically like reimaginings of Greek mythology. And Circe is again, also fucking oh, this is the lady. beautiful. It's so good. Circe okay. is like a story. I wanted to read that. You should read it. It's like basically a story about like her and her life. And like a lot of it's taking place on her island. And there's like magic. And it's just like the solitude, but also her loneliness. And it's just like, um anyway i think they're well-written beautiful stories and um great for pride so my recommendation is i mean pride is about protesting don't let people tell you otherwise Mm -hmm. also no cops in pride yay yes please and thank you uh especially in toronto where they had the audacity to let a bunch of gay people die because they weren't white uh i'm sorry those men moved away carmen those asian men moved away they weren't they just moved 
For me, a recommendation that I want to give that I think is a great movie, because you can't really talk about Pride history without talking about the history of activism and HIV, um, because so much of the activism in HIV was also around the activism related to racialized people, poor people, queer people, and that is what Pride should really be about. Yes, yes, and yes. um, activism and fighting the power and so a great very moving very incredible movie is called how to survive a plague and it's so so uh, you'll cry just fyi um but it's just about kind of activism in the u.s uh during the you know aids pandemic aids epidemic of the 80s and just how lesbians were basically always there uh, to support the gays, even though lesbians weren't getting HIV, it was always lesbians on the front line, trans, trans people of color on the front lines, and it is beautiful and magical, and I think it is a required viewing for everyone. So. That sounds great, actually. Yeah, I mean, a bummer, probably, but I'll it is a it. bummer. I would not like take my Friday night to watch it, but <laughs> uh, you know, at some point, watch it at some point. We'll do when you're in a good mood. Good and mood, not just to ruin it. Sad. Um, yeah, or, no, no, no. In a, few, in, a, in a feel like crying mood, that's probably yes. a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And on that note, happy pride. <laughs> happy pride. Happy pride. Um, we got a new flag. I like this one better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find me anywhere at BCC Williams, and you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for You on Instagram and Facebook, and I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on Twitter. Yes. And you can find me at Carmen underscore Maria 416 on Instagram for any of my grief stuff or cat sitting stuff. Yeah, girl. Range. Can, the range. She has the range. <laughs> Anywho, um, you know. Good night. Uh, and- stay liberated. All cops are bastards. Happy pride. <laughs> <laughs>